in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. Topic today, demons. What are they? Today we're going to be talking about demons or unclean spirits. There is a lot of information the Bible teaches. And I've done other shows on demons. I had one on angels and demons. Uh, this one I want to focus on primarily the demon side of things. I do plan on having some shows on a the angelic side. And that'll be interesting too. And that's actually kind of difficult to do because it's <laughs> there's a lot of... A lot that goes into discovering that with these these beings that we you know these other realms that we really don't know much about that they, right. they exist in because angels and demons they, they kind of are, are in a realm that's that we don't live in right well right and we have stories of them in the Bible but they're kind of a mystery yep and that's what we're going to go over the mysteries of this but we, the Bible does give us some information that we're trying to, and we could piece together. And like I do, I follow breadcrumbs mm -hmm. in the Bible. That's what I try to do. I, I look at the breadcrumbs taught in our Bible, and I figure out what's going on and what the Bible teaches about these things. And that's what we're going to go over today. And I'm going to show you the scriptures and the breadcrumbs that I follow. And we're going to start in Matthew chapter 5. And this is one of the one of the longest passages of scripture that talk about demons in, in the Bible. It's almost the whole chapter of Matthew chapter 5 there, because it's about a demon-possessed man called Legion. And, right. and of course, God, Jesus is there, uh, you know, cast out this demon. And so we want to go into this here, because I just find this to be very fascinating subject, and it just tells us a little bit about kind of what we're up against here. And what, why there's so much evil in the world, well, it's because of these unclean spirits that are, that are around us mucking everything up. Well, probably one of the, me the most common stories about demons in the Bible. Yep, that's true. This is one of the more famous ones, and that's why we're going to go over this first. Unclean spirits are the same as demons. Okay, no, we're gonna, I'm going to prove this biblically here. This is what the scripture we're going to go over is Mark chapter 5. We're going to start with verse 1 here. I'm going to go over this passage of scripture. We're going to just go ahead and read a few verses here, and then we're, we're, we're going to talk about what's, been go what's going on here. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of... The Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither 
Could anyone tame him? When I first read that, I thought to myself, you know, it's kind of interesting that, well, here you, you're getting this information about this un, this man with this unclean spirit. Okay, now later on we're going to find out he didn't just have one. He had many unclean spirits. It's actually plural. It shouldn't right. be just one unclean spirit. He had right. more than one inside him. You know, it, it just got me thinking about the story of Samson. Because, see, Samson... The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and gave him his great strength. Right. And so one thing you learn, of course, here, if you notice, it took multiple unclean spirits to make this guy really strong, like Samson. Right, right. So what I just find this to be interesting because here Samson only had the Spirit of the Lord that was giving him his mighty strength, and this guy had mighty strength with basically had to have multiple of these spirits. So what this tells me is our strength comes from our spirits. Right. The spirits that are inside us, the, the spirit that God, this is why we have to work on, if you want to be strong spiritually, this is one of the things we, we, we learn about here according to these these unclean spirits. We have to feed the right part of you. Right. And that's what the, in the reading of the scriptures, it feeds the spirit side. And when you fast, you're feeding the spirit side and not the flesh. You know what this reminded me of? What? When I'm, we were reading this, I'm thinking that sounds like the Hulk. <laughs> well, you know, and but see, and, and a lot of kids and young people are really into these, you know, superheroes and stuff. I know our kids were in the past and all that, but the idea that you know he had exposure to an element that made him go green and be angry almost is conducive of having an evil spirit take over him, mm -hmm. and so he's this mild-mannered doctor when he's Bruce Banner, and then he's this. Um, vivacious kind of monstrous animal with super strength and kind of out of control. And so it made me think of that like that's kind of the evil side. Like you think of Doc, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's the same kind of idea like mild-mannered and then aggressively out of control. And that's what he sounds like. He's out of control with this unclean spirit. Well, let's go ahead and continue to read here because we're going to get a lot more information about this this demon. And this helps us learn about, well, what are we up against here in this time that we're living in now? Because right. this will help us understand, I think that the world is run by essentially these evils, these Entities. unclean and these mm -hmm. wicked spirits. Yes. And I think this is what happens. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar... He ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Evil spirit knew, uh, immediately knew who Jesus was. Okay, uh, The whole spiritual realm seems to, they, they, it's, it's like they all know each other over there. The people that are a, a part of, of this, this spiritual realm, I mean, Satan knew who Christ was. These, um, these unclean spirits knew who Christ was. It's like well, they, they all know each they other. They fear him. Right. The Bible says that they fear and tremble. So how they can, here's the thing, how they can know them, this is very interesting. How would you be able to know who this would be? There must be something that they could see that uh, visually that we as humans can't see. Well, I, I, that's what I'm trying to say. There's something that they could see and maybe in the spirit 
that and that's maybe how we're going to be able to recognize people eventually we'll we'll see something on a different maybe wavelength i'm not sure right. it's interesting that you can we can they can recognize each other well, at least their spirits you know the bible talks about that it's um an an unseen realm kind of thing like i hate to say it that they're invisible but i mean i'm sure their presence can be sensed because you know people there is deliverance ministries and people can sense that but i'm sure that there's you know because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but in principalities and powers of darkness. Well, that's what this is, a principality and power of darkness. The fact that they can sense Jesus or, you know, a righteous person, because this even happened to the apostles. Maybe it's this, this stronger the spirit of God is in you, you can recognize the evil spirits around you or in other people. It's hard to know anything. Like I say, we're um, we're kind of limited by what we can do here in, in our that realm. God's spirit inside of us can help us recognize. Go ahead and start. Go ahead and continue with verse eight. There, he said to him, "Come out of the man, unclean spirit." And he asked him, "What is your name?" And he answered, saying, "My name is Legion, for we are many." Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. See, he's called here in, in verse 8, he says, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. So he's mm-hmm. called, Jesus calls him an unclean spirit here. Right. And then later on, you notice, in, in, in just a little bit later, Next verse 12, verse. so he says, So all the demons begged him. Right. So in other words, what you're learning about in this passage of scripture, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, that unclean spirits and demons are the same thing. Okay, so he said his name was Legion in verse nine. Yeah, his Meaning name many. Yeah, there was many of them in there. Okay, so they defined them later on in verse twelve that they're demons, plural of the many. Right, in Legion. So anytime you see the phrase "unclean spirit" in the Bible, that's a demon. Could be more than one. Or more than one demon. But demons essentially are synonyms for unclean spirits. This is one thing you learn about in this verse. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no there's no doubt in your mind now that they use them simultaneously. In other words, they're interchangeable. They, mm-hmm. Whatever is a demon is unclean spirit. And there's going to be other scriptures we'll go into that, that actually prove this as well. But here we know that demons are essentially just unclean spirits. There's no difference between the two. Of course, this one had multiple demons in him, which is what I what I stated was probably giving him his enormous great strength that he was nobody could bind him and stuff. Just like how Samson had his great strength, right? But his his spirit was only coming from the Lord and not these unclean spirits. Right. He was getting all his power and spirit from God, which means he only had one in in, in him. That's the spirit of the Lord came upon him. The Bible says, right? And gave him all gave Samson all of his strength. But this guy, a guy had multiple unclean spirits inside, multiple demons inside him. You know, I think about other people in the Bible, like Elijah. He was kind of depressed. He slept under the tree, ate a cake from an angel, and then slept again, and then ate another cake, and then ran for <laughs> 40 miles or whatever that was. Ran yeah, for a real long, 40 days. That, yeah. that, that, or 40 days. That he had this super strength. I think about that, like, it was probably through his spirit that God fed him. Well, Elisha, his, you know, the one that was his underling, got a double portion of Elijah's spirit, it Right. So you see that, and of course you see later on that he was, he did the double the miracles that Elijah did too. Elijah did too. So it's kind of just, just, I I just, we always got to keep these things in our mind that a lot of what, 
makes us who we are. It's our spirit, folks. Right. And see, it's not, we kind of look, everything in our society is geared towards flesh and blood and flesh and and our physical when what who we really are is inside us. That's who we really are. And this is what we need to be nurturing is is the, the essence or the being inside us, which is our spirit. Right. And in, in making that more powerful, stronger, and doing, that's why I say we need to do the disciplines taught in our Bibles to make our spirits very strong, to overcome all this, all the wicked. Then the unclean spirits went out and under the swine, there were about 2,000, so that's a big herd of, of swine, mm-hmm. and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then he came to Jesus, and they saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legions sitting in clothes and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him and how how he had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he had got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. Now, I'm not sure... It's, it doesn't really say here, well, how did he end up getting all these demons? We don't really know no, any, any information. As a matter of fact, even today, it's like, well, what what do you do to get, uh, you know, uh, possessed by demons? This would be interesting. I, I, this is something that's beyond my scope of what I really focus on and know. But the point is, is here, it seems like these these unclean spirits or demons, and they're used interchangeably. So that's how we know anytime you hear the word unclean spirit... Right. In the Bible, you know that's a demon, or or demons, one of the two. Well, I find it interesting. I think someone else I heard this a while ago, probably years ago, that interesting that that wherever this countryside was, that they had pigs because it was kind of a forbidden thing to eat, maybe. But interesting enough that they begged to be put into the pigs, and we all know if you learn about dietary things, um, and right now. There's a big thing about people getting parasites. One of the causes to that could be uncleaned and un poorly cooked pork, and and and. Well, they call them unclean animals, right? Maybe that's there's a reason why they use that same phrase "unclean," right? For the animals and then unclean spirits. Maybe right. the spirits well, are somehow going to the. The reason these, being, yeah, that they they don't chew the cud. That was that's what makes them unclean. Even though they have split hoof, they don't chew the cud. And pigs will eat almost anything. So it's interesting that the demons beg to be put into the pigs. Well, they, I just thought that was well, very they, they seem to like, they want to be inside some... A vessel. A vessel. Mm-hmm. They don't... It, it's, it's it's torment for them to be outside of, a, of some kind of a physical vessel. But they vessel. weren't in that vessel very long because then the pigs yeah, jumped off they, the... They obviously didn't know what was going to happen. So that's why these things are not... These demons are not... The most intelligent creatures in the world, obviously. <laughs> of course, they didn't know what would happen when they went into the... They just wanted to be inside some kind of a vessel. They I, Apparently, it's it's torment for them to be... Because I think they get cast down to the abyss. That's the same place that, that right. Satan was 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 in prison right. for for a thousand years. And, of course, he was hopping mad when he got out of that in Revelation chapter 20. Mm-hmm. So this is where they don't want to go. They don't want to go to the abyss. Which is pretty much where they go when they get cast out, and they maybe they they have to wait and find somebody else to to 
enter. Right. And this is what they always want to do. And I think, honestly, what I think today, the people running this world yeah. are actually demon-possessed. And I think that you don't get high position power. In, of power in this world unless you willingly accept one of these demons. This yeah. is how they, they get loyalty there. I'm, this is how I think that I'm, I'm wondering how do they keep everything in check? How do they keep, how does the demon realm work? This is how I think they're doing it and why they can, they can keep control for so long. Because the only way you're allowed in to the club to run the world, you have to worship something. You have to be possessed. And that's how they keep your loyalty, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I think all these people, this is why there's so much wickedness that goes on with the child, the, the human trafficking and all this other stuff. Why is all that going on with all these elites and stuff? Well, that's because they're all demon possessed. This is my own opinion, but this is, this makes the most amount of sense and how you can keep loyalty at the most highest levels. Right. Because you don't want somebody infiltrating up there that's actually good and holy and righteous. No, no, no. You can't have that. So what they have, you have to willingly accept right. to be possessed. Well, and the thing is, is all these, you know, Satan wanted to be worshipped. All these demons want some kind of power. And when they are being in a, a vessel, that's their power. And that's almost like they're being worshipped by whoever that vessel or whatever that vessel is that allows them. And the thing about a lot of people understand is it's the things that you allow yourself through your flesh to be accustomed to or to be, you know, can cause, can be reasons why or how these things can latch onto you. Well, I think you have to accept them in. You have to allow, I don't think they can just come in um, without you saying, okay, you're, you're allowed in. I, I, well, I don't, I, I think that if you... It's not like you can walk down the street one time and all of a sudden a demon can just enter no, you. I don't think that's but how But I think it works. it's a, through sinful behavior. Well, yeah, yeah. Is what we're there, saying. There, but there is something that I think that there's some kind of a agreement you have to make. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you have to sign in blood or anything like that. But you can't just get one of these things by just, oh, I'm just run, doing my life. Not like a, yeah. you know, yeah. But I do believe it's the, it's the whole idea that if you're in involved in something that's not appropriate or sinful. Unclean, yeah. Yes, unclean. And the uncleanness can be on you. And they, they even say in some of these deliverance ministries that it's could be generational. Now, I'm not sure if I always agree with that, but because from generation to generation, you've got people who are not like their grandfathers or whatever. They break away and they're trying to live differently. So there's yeah, some degree sure, to yeah. understanding of that. I've been from what I've been learning about deliverance ministries and people who, you know. But I do believe it's how you act and what you're associating with that gives you or gives them power in your life. Okay, let's go on to the next one here because we only got through the first passage of scripture here. <laughs> That's that first story, but we got a lot of information about these unclean spirits slash demons. Right. So we're going to learn more about them here. Let's go to Mark chapter one. See the very first chapter of Mark. This comes up. Okay, these unclean spirits show up. Mark, very first chapter. Go ahead and read Mark chapter 1, verse 23. Now, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Okay, did you notice here it said us? So, again, in other words, this guy also had more than one. So, apparently... I'm not sure how many how many demons can enter a person. It seems like there's a lot because Jesus talks about, and we'll go over later on. That you know, 
that's there's seven or more that can enter you. Yeah, it's it's really kind of crazy. But it's you know it's not like you only can have one. It's that and sounds, once you're filled, that uh, sounds scary and a bit crowded. Here, there's another guy with multiple demons mm-hmm. on there, and he was actually going to church. Okay, he was going to the synagogue. At the time, trying to you get, of course, here it is. He was probably struggling, and he was like, "Okay, my my only chance is I got to get I get close to God." That's why he was going to the synagogue. You know, you don't go to the synagogue if you don't really want to have a relationship with God. So that's what he was doing. So anyway, go ahead and continue on there. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, "Be quiet and come out of him." And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying. What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Okay, so in other words, he was. here's another situation where Jesus casts out an unclean spirit that actually, we find out it's actually more than one. Right. It's because he says we. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to go over that. Now, let's go here, go to Luke chapter 4, verse 33. And here... Of course, we use the phrase, not unclean spirit or demons, but the phrase unclean demons show up. Okay, which is, I think, was kind of interesting because this is how, you know, it's kind of like they they use all these phrases interchangeably. Right. Unclean spirit, demons, unclean demons. They're all the same entities, essentially. Okay. So go ahead and read Luke chapter 4, verse 33 there. Now, in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. When the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Okay, this is the same story as the one, but we're getting some more detail. That's why I wanted to read this one. Because here, definitely you're seeing how they really use these phrases interchangeably between unclean spirit and demons. Mm -hmm. And this is proof that they're they're identical to each other. Mm. So anytime you read the word demon in the Bible, you know that's an unclean spirit. And if you ever read the word unclean spirit in the Bible, it's a demon. Mm. Same thing. They're, they're, they're the same entity, okay? So th- that's why I wanted to read that one because we're learning. Now we're getting, for sure, we know that these unclean spirits and demons are the same entity. Now we're going to learn about a few other things. Now this shows up in Revelation chapter 18, okay? These unclean spirits show up, and or these demons. And so we're going to read this one here next. Okay, go ahead and, and read uh, Revelation chapter 18, verses 2. And he cried out in strength of voice, saying is fallen, is fallen, Babylon the Great, and has become home of demons, and a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and detestable and detested bird. For of the rage of the wine of their idolatry, all the nations are given to drink, and the night and the kings of the earth committed harlotry with her, and the merchants of the earth were enriched of the power of their indulgence. He's talking about Babylon. Now, I haven't done a, a, a show on Babylon, but I plan on doing a show explaining how Babylon, in the book of Revelation, who is it? And I'm going to explain who it is right now really quick. 
because I'm not going to get into a whole show. But Babylon was Rome. And it's very clear. I could, I, it's, it's so easy to prove this biblically. But I don't have time right now to get into it. But Because there's a number of places Babylon's talked about. But again, Babylon, you learn from the Old Testament. You go back to the Old Testament. It's super easy. What did Babylon do in the Old Testament? We, we know exactly what they did. They surrounded Jerusalem. And they basically sacked that city. And they basically destroyed the city, essentially. And I mean, they, they obliterated the city of Jerusalem back back in the Old Testament. Okay, Wasn't that back in... Um, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, right. leveled the city because God's judgment was against the nation of Israel at the time. Wasn't that also in Esther's days? Well, that was Esther was after all okay, that. After, okay. Yeah, he, she was a captive and went, okay, and went right. in Persia and all right, that. Right, 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 right. So, in other words... Okay, so that all happened back then. Now, in the New Testament, you have Babylon surrounding or getting ready to surround Jerusalem again. Mm. So, in other words, who's this Babylon surrounding Jerusalem in the New Testament? Well, you know who it is. It's Rome. Okay? Because that's what you find out. You find out the Roman armies surrounded Jerusalem and basically were going to pound it to the ground just like Babylon did in the Old Testament. It's super easy to make this comparison. And it's the only explanation, really. But I don't want to get into that here. But, of course, here we find out the same thing. Demons are used as a home of demons. See, what they were doing is this is proof that I told you who's running. that, that Rome at the time was running the entire world. Right. Okay. And But now we learn something even more disturbing. Okay. During this first century scenario that was going on. Demons were running Rome. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, because you look here, and there's a Babylon the Great has become home of the demons. Okay, this is not good, but it's more proof to me that these all these nation states around yes. are basically run by demons. I did a show on it. Yeah, that. you did. Okay, I explain how all these nations are run by demons, and here we find out that this, their capital city was mm-hmm. quote Babylon, which we know was Rome. Right. They were basically running the world at the time, and so these demons were running them. Well, okay, let's go back to some Old Testament history, but we all know that who was Jezebel and Ahab, who were they serving? The gods of Baal, demons. Well, it explains to me why the persecution on the, on the church was so intense during that last seven-year tribulation. Because if you have a bunch of demons, unclean spirits running it, and they hate Christ, right? they hate God, what do you think they're going to do? To any believer. Yeah, right? they mm-hmm. are going to full court press, we're going to attack you, and this is exactly what well, happened. that's what they did to Elijah. Yeah. Remember he had the huge, you know, yep. battle with the prophets of Baal and all of that? Yep. Of course he kicked their butts. But the idea is that anyone, I believe you're right, anyone in power, look throughout the Old Testament, these guys in power... There was some force that was controlling them. That's right. I even think you, you hear about with Moses and Pharaoh, and you know that you know um, relationship between Moses and Pharaoh is they raised together. You know had a, an mm-hmm. understanding of their relationship, but there was definite two. I guess you would say spirits on both sides. Pharaoh seemed very dogmatic. The people go without their things, or you know all that bargaining. And eventually, after all the plagues and all that, Moses. But God was was the force behind Moses. Well, we, what was the force yeah. behind Pharaoh? I mean, there's definite in that. If you read that, well, no, no, the the gods of the Egyptians, yes. were demons. Yes, this is proof. I, I mean, I proved that basically that all. Okay, we're going to go over the scripture here in a moment here. <laughs> that proves this thing. Right. But basically, yeah, all the gods 
of e ancient Egypt. Yeah. All these idols were demons. Right. And so who was control? And so they were real demons that were running these countries, including Egypt back in the day. Okay. Right. And so who was okay? So basically, what it was is Moses. God uh -huh. against the demons. Exactly. And th this is the age-old war that's yes, been going on exactly. all along. Mm -hmm. And this is continuing to go on today. And this is where our fight comes in. Mm -hmm. Because, see, the, this is why I'm doing this show. Because I'm trying to get people in. I I'm trying to recruit people <laughs> in this fight against the forces of darkness in this present age that we're living in. Well, it's actually making, aware, uh, be, making everyone be aware of, you know, the forces... Around us. And we're not talking about nature's forces because, you know, nature is beautiful, but there's forces of uncleanness around us. People are, the fear has provoked a lot of people. And that fear, I think, is of the devil or of an, an uncleanness that has caused people. But if we have perfect love in us, we don't have the fear. So that is God's spirit that's reigning in us. But if, if the uncleanness is around us, maybe through our spirits, because I see this through some of the deliverance ministries, our spirits can help other people expose and get rid of those unclean spirits. But the idea is you have to have a strong spirit and foundation in you, which is the spirit, the Holy Spirit and God's spirit that increases. But that's very, very, very powerful. But one thing you learn about in this passage that we went into in Revelation what the demons do is they want to get you addicted to sin. And this yeah. is pretty much what it was stating there. That what happened, they were, all the nations were given to drink of the, basically, the sin and depravity of the wine of the harlotry and all that. In other words, this is what they do. They want people addicted to their flesh. And what do we see happening in the world today? Right. This is exactly what I see happening in my world today. It's all about, oh, let, let's, everyone get addicted to your flesh. Harlotry, which is basically a fornication. That's just another word mm -hmm. for it. Well, pornography. And, and all this stuff mm -hmm. is being promoted all the time. And that's what all this is all about. Right. It's all about getting everyone addicted to their flesh. I hate to say it, but if you are a person who has seen any movies or any kind of TV shows, there's so much. And, I mean, reading the Word of God is far better than watching any show and TV show. But there is a little bit of truth. In a lot of these movies and TV shows. And when I say that, there's a particular movie that, um, it's the superhero stuff. And it showed basically the seven deadly sins mm -hmm. as seven entities that actually came upon people. Well, these demons have different personalities, and mm -hmm. some of them are addicted to different mm -hmm. kinds of sin. Well, you know, the seven deadly sins, supposedly, right. you know, well, the idea is. If you follow that concept, that those things, those selfishness, you know, behaviors, if you allow those to rule your life, you might be allowing the unclean spirit to have control over you. Well, this is what I think is going on with, especially among the very elite that's running this world right now. Mm -hmm. They essentially have the, these these demons that are running them, possess probably possessing them. And that's the reason why they do all this detestable stuff, because they're basically run, being run by demons. And they get away with it, because guess what? The de they're running everything. Mm -hmm. This is how they do it. They get away with all this stuff. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to continue on until we become aware of what's going on. That's why it's like when this movie came out, Sound of Freedom, people were, oh, you know, human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, that's been going on for a long time, because the demons are running everything, yeah. folks. And, of course, they're into all this crap, because they're into 
sacrifices, human sacrifices, all this other nonsense. This is what's been going on for the ages, folks. Right. Now, in, in, in the Old Testament, that was what was going on yeah. with, with sacrificing your children to Molech and stuff. Right. That's what they were doing back then. And exactly. because there's power in those sacrifices, right. and the, especially the blood sacrifices, and they understand and know all that. Right. Because there's power in your in the blood. Of course, we have Jesus' blood that covers ours. Or our, the blood of Christ is much more powerful. But there's power in all the blood that that is in all these sacrifices too. Right. Well, the interesting part is that these entities have no control over you unless you give them control. We kind of talked about that. If yep. you're given, like it says here, if you're given to drink, given over to these things. That you're kind of like opening the door of approval. That's right. Well, the next scripture we're going to go over, which is kind of interesting, is a recount of the history of Israel. When they were coming out of Egypt, and they were conquering the land, and they were trying to get rid of all the riffraff uh -huh. in the land that they were trying to conquer. Right. This is a recount of that in, in Psalms, and we're going to read that here real quick, because something, uh, some information comes up that's kind of interesting here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so go ahead and read... Psalm chapter 106, verses 34 and following. They did not utterly destroy the nations which the Lord told them. And they mixed among the nations and learned their works. And they served their carvings. And it became to them for a cause of offense. And they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. Okay, did you hear what it said at the very end there? That's what I'm saying. These human sacrifices not only went on back then... That's why they're going on today, and that's why you have human trafficking going on today. Well, it's not just Sacrificing that. to demons. This it's is what's been going that. on. It's all those lives lost through abortion. Yep. And that's really kind of the other side of it is that gives yep. them power because these are the most innocent lives, and yet people are living so selfishly. And so, you know, through fornication and just, you know, through the flesh, that these poor lives are being sacrificed because people don't see their value. See, this is why God was trying to get rid of all these seven nations the Israelites were trying to displace. Right. But what happened, and God told them, go in there and do not make any kind of covenant with them. Don't no, drive them out or destroy them. That was what the deal was. Right. But what happened? They get in there and then they start, oh, well, we won't drive them out. This is a reason. They became, and then they became a snare. And what yes. did you see happen? And they sacrificed their sons and daughters to the demons. Mm-hmm. See, this is what it came to. This is the reason why Jerusalem got destroyed the first time by King Babylon, because the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, because right. of their wickedness. They, they were doing these kind of things. Kind of the reason why God had Hosea marry a harlot. Harlot, yeah. Because she kept wandering from him, just like the Israelite people kept wandering from God and going to other gods. You know, that's really talking about in today's age, there's so many divorces because of mm -hmm. um, infidelity, but God's people being having infidelity against him because they chose other gods before him. And that was one of Moses' Ten Commandments was to have no other gods before me. But And that's what these, these demons yes. are basically set themselves up as gods. Exactly. And I'm going to prove this, as I always say, <laughs> biblically, because the next scripture we're going to go over, we are going to, I'm going to prove to you, these gods of these other nations, which means the gods of Egypt, you know, all the gods that they had. And even today, all these gods of these different other religions of the world, you know, they have these idols that they Buddha. worship and Buddhism and Hinduism Hinduism. and all these other ones. 
These are all demons, folks. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove this biblically like I always do. But I'm trying to explain to you, if you're not serving the true God, the true God and his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, you are a demon worshiper mm. because there's really no other alternative. You're either worshiping demons right. and you're bound to their, their will or you're worshiping the Lord. Right. And the next scripture we're going to go over, I'm going to prove this. Okay. And this is found in Psalm chapter 96, verses 4 and 5. Go ahead and read that one. For great is the Lord and praiseworthy exceedingly. He is fearful above all the gods, for all the gods of the nations are demons. But the Lord made the heavens. Okay, did you hear what it said there? Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind, all the gods of the nations were demons. It's only the Lord that's not. Okay, right. so that's why I'm saying, and right now, we don't have a single country on earth that's not run by demons right now. Right. Okay, this is why I'm saying, when I say satanically controlled countries around the world, I mean they all are satanically controlled now. And the demons are running everything. All right, so okay. you do remember when we kind of we covered this before, but the whole battle that took place in heaven before Adam and Eve were made and all that, and the whole, they've always wanted to be worshipped. Demons were kicked, or angels were kicked out, Satan was kicked out because they wanted to have God's throne. So they became demons, you know, fallen angels. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second now. <laughs> now, it's a dispute. Uh, we only know for a fact that unclean spirits and demons are identical. Okay. We do not know for a fact, and this is what I'm trying to figure out, are the fallen angels mm. and demons the same? Because we the, the Bible isn't very clear on that. Okay. They may be different entities. Well, well, we don't we know. We know that Satan was cast out of heaven. Right. And that... He was third, running the show for most of human history. of the angels right. were cast out, too. Yes, we Where do know that. Where did those guys go? Okay, this is, this is why <laughs> next week we're going to discuss different possibilities here of where it's possible that, that demons are not the same as the fallen angels. Now, we're going to go over that next week. But uh, this week, we're just going to we're, uh, we're going to stop here in this scripture and explain, no, every nation state on this world right, right now is being satanically controlled by un, uh, unclean spirits. And what I mean by unclean, I want you to think about what that word means. It means dirty. Because when you say uh, unclean is kind of a, a fancy way of saying dirty. Filthy. Filthy. In other words... Every country is run by filth. And this is what I want people to understand. If you want purity, you've got to come out of that. Yes. You cannot be like what the what the world is teaching. This is the reason why the world is in such disarray right now. Because it's it's taken some time, but you can tell that they've the, these satanic forces, these demons, these unclean spirits mm -hmm. have really taken over. Yeah. And they basically have literally complete control of this world right now. So I'm going to go a step further. And I'm going to say that is why having, being fully equipped and having the, the armor of God on is so vitally important. We are in this battle against unclean spirits all around us. Yep. And being fully equipped, being fully prepared in this battle, we need to have the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, all of those things, the breastplate of righteous, all those things are protection. But how many believers are fully equipped every day? Because honestly, I think 
and this is where this whole deliverance thing is that there are people inside the church that are being led by unclean spirits. And so you wonder why there's chaos in the church. You wonder why yeah. there's lies and deception throughout the church. And because we are, there are people and are not prepared or there, there's a lot of uncleanness all around. So it's getting all the flesh under control of the spirit. That's one. And, and being girded with the armor of God. Well, we got to have the fruits of the spirit for sure. That's, and I was going to say and, fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And basically we got to live according to God's, have the, his kind of heart, his kind of spirit. Right. And we got to strengthen our spirits, folks. Right. See, the one thing I noticed that, that the way that we could stand up against satanic forces in this world is we have to have a strong spirit. Mm-hmm. I know I'm talking about not just physically strong. I'm talking about spiritually strong, folks, because this is what people don't understand. Physically, you can be a strong person, but your spirit might be very weak inside there. Right. And this, this is one thing, and size does not matter about how strong your spirit is. What matters is following the disciplines taught in your Bibles. Because we live in a very dark and deceptive age right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, We must be vigilant. We must be manly. <laughs> we must be fortified. Standing firm in the faith. Doing everything out of love, not only because it's biblical. But because it glorifies God. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Low Season production.